the Comedy Crossword Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of One Down, the Comedy Crossword. Whoa, 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 Brendan. Uh, I believe the way that we've always done it is the person who does better on the week's crossword puzzles gets to introduce the podcast. I mean, we've never... We've never discussed that. We've always done it that way, right? Yeah, because I've always done better. Until this week. <laughs> I went seven for seven, Brendan, uh, as we call it on this uh, podcast, Clean. How about you? Do you, you know very well that I went six for seven. I was busted out on a Sunday by one letter. You know that. I don't know why you're rubbing it in my... F- Go ahead. The, it, well, the it, listeners it, don't know, you know. Um, hi guys, welcome to One Down, the comedy crossword podcast. My name is Greg Warren. Uh, they call me Seven for Seven. I'm joined by my co-host Brendan Ayer. They call him Six Out of Seven. Who, who calls me that? Well, I mean, a lot of a lot of people are saying it. This is for all the Wednesday Warren talk that you you uh, started years ago. You think one clean week's going to erase uh, years of a, a ingrained nickname, Wednesday Warrant? You think you're going to uh, shove seven for seven down the people's throats? That doesn't even roll off the tongue. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know what my nickname is, but I know this week uh, uh, I went for seven for seven and you went six for seven. And it's, uh, it makes me very happy, Brendan. I'm happy for you. I'm mad at myself because we almost missed the the double triumph, uh, which we've never we've yet to achieve the the double seven for seven, and I blew it. I'll take full responsibility. This the this was the week to do it, uh, and I, Brendan, I blew are it you, for you. Uh, are you familiar with the baseball player Brad Lidge? I am. Yeah. So Brad Lidge was, uh, uh, I think it was during the 2005 season, he was unhittable. Nobody could touch him. He was a closer. Nobody could touch him, okay? One of the, he was the best reliever in baseball. And then uh, in the uh, National League Championship Series, I believe it was game six, maybe game five, Albert Pujols hit a home run off of him that went really far and, uh, and won the game for the Cardinals. And, and for a year after that, Brad Lidge was not good at all. He was terrible. Right, yeah. And, uh, and then he did actually uh, return to form uh, and, and won a World Series with the Phillies and was very good, and I, I like Brad Lidge. Um, but I, I was just wondering if, if, if you think maybe that would happen to you. You know, you were dominant, and then you, you had this mishap this week, and, and I wonder if maybe it's... Uh, Are you... Know, you- are you honestly doing this, Greg? You know, you know that I'm mentally fragile. You know, as a high school kicker, I was dominant. I could hit from 55 yards, and then I missed one extra point, super wide right, and never made an extra point or field goal again in my career. You know I got the yips, and and you're going to bring up the yips and say now I might have the crossword yips? I'm prone to the yips, man. You know... I'm just asking questions here, man. I'm not making any 
Accusations? Yeah, somebody somebody asked Lidge a question. Hey, do you think that home run's going to affect your further performance? And it, 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 he, before someone asked that, he didn't even consider it. Uh, from what I remember about that story, they they were flying from Houston to St. Louis, and one of the, Brad Osmus, the catcher, got on got on the speaker of the uh, airplane and said, "Hey, if you guys all look out." Your right, right window. You can see that ball that Pujols that's still traveling. <laughs> the worst, uh, the, the worst part about my yips was, uh, so obviously they benched me. You can't have a kicker who misses every extra point. Uh, they replaced me with a uh, with one of the linemen who kicked with his toe and never missed. Uh, and but my dad wouldn't let me quit the football team, so I was just uh, a guy who stood on the sidelines as a unusable, uh, yipped up kicker uh, standing <laughs> there, not even part of the team. I couldn't even take pride in a win because I was. What's the uh, What's the name of that uh, lineman? Do you remember? Uh, I do actually. David Woods, because he played soccer when he was a kid. Uh, David Woods was the. They replaced yeah, me with David yeah, Woods. Yeah, well, I just got a uh, an email. He he went seven for seven this week. <laughs> Woods did. <laughs> Good. Hire him, Greg. Go ahead and hire him for the podcast. He's pretty funny too. He's really funny. <laughs> he uh, is. He, some- a- he is actually funny. So this is <laughs> this is not good. Uh, now I do have an announcement, Greg. I have an announcement. Okay. Other okay. than the announcement that I do am uh, legally obligated to make that Greg, for this week alone, not overall is the superior crosswordsman. I will announce it. I will admit it. For this week, Greg is the superior crosswordsman. But my big announcement is, uh, and I want to put it on record uh, for you, because uh, you like to claim I have a habit of not following through on things, which I don't know where you get that from. Um, Well, I mean, you didn't complete the Sunday puzzle. Man, this is... I've got a feeling this is not the last time this will come up this episode but uh, I have become interested in crossword creating because as I've been looking up more Whoa. of the authors yeah it's it's something that appeals to me uh, it's going to take some time to learn but my goal is to create a crossword puzzle and submit it to the New York Times, and I think that will be a fun thing to track uh, wow. on this podcast. Yeah, I'm going to have to start with little one. You ones. heard it here, folks. First, right here, Brendan Ayer, cruciverbalist. Uh, I'm impressed. Now, are you going to, uh, what day are you going to submit? This is what I would like to do, because I think the day with the most variance in quality is Thursday, right? You get junk you, Thursdays. You can't, you can't start you, with a Thursday. You're going to go... You're going to submit a Thursday? Yeah, I'm submitting a Thursday. And I didn't want to get locked into that, but now I am. So because you get you get junk Thursdays There's and you tricks. get amazing There's Thursdays. There's tricks on the Thursdays, man. A lot I, of tricks. You I'm a trick even... man. Uh, I love I tricks. I think you're biting off a little more than you can chew here. You're going to do you're going to do a Thursday? Have you ever seen me chew? I I I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I could really eat a lot eat of meals lot. together. 
I mean, you've yet to pay for one, but we've eaten quite a few meals together. We're not having that argument again. We're not <laughs> having that argument again. <laughs> uh, uh, let's take well, a look that's, at Hey, man, I'm, I'm proud of you. I think that's great. I, I, uh, I, uh, anything I can do to help, man. I want to be, I want to be part of that, man. I think, well, that's awesome. we could, we could submit it as a, uh, as a duel, uh, no, but, it, I, but I, mean, I will, I, like your joke about the Christmas presents, uh, I will be submitting it. I want it to say what percentage of, uh, of each, uh, each guy contributed. So I'm going to submit it. <laughs> Thursday puzzle uh, to Will Shorts, Brendan Ayer, 87% of the work, Greg Warren, 13%. It's fine. They don't do that on, uh, they don't do that on, on any of these. Shorts doesn't say when it's a... There's, I, on this week, we have a lot of uh, you know joint uh, puzzles, joint projects, and they just they just list their two names. They don't put the percentages on there. Yep, these guys are not nearly as petty as I am. Uh, yep. Is what okay. I think is happening. Uh, but let's take a what look. What if at I me. happen to do more work than you do? What if you do more work than I do? Yeah. What if we do this puzzle together, and I happen to do way more work than you? <laughs> Great. Then we'll still do the percentage thing because uh, that's not happening. Uh, <laughs> Monday, July 27th. This was an Alan Arbsfeld. Of course, we're familiar with Alan. Uh, basically, I, I thought this, even for a Monday, Greg, this was a weak theme. The theme was basically high. Uh, you just had a bunch of words with high in it. Hiking gear, haiku, poem, high end, high ho, Heidi Klum, hybrid cars. Uh, even for a Monday, man, that's a little weak, I think. Well, I, um, I just realized there was a theme, and that happens a lot on Mondays uh, to me. I, yeah, I didn't even get it until now. Um, I did 41 across. The answer is hi ho. It's what the uh, seven dwarves sing on their way to work. I had no idea it was spelled like that. Yeah, H E I G H, like slay. I didn't yeah, either. It, it looks like they were going to spell slay ho, <laughs> which um, now slay hoes back in the early days of the Iditarod had it rough. They, uh, <laughs> they it was. It's you know it's one of the it's the world's oldest profession and it was uh, it was uh, an unenviable uh, uh, position and uh, they now they have the, the Iditarod has phased that out but uh, oh that's yeah. great to hear man, yeah. that they've cleaned up their act it's still they've cleaned still up their a act. lot there of blood no more sleigh hose but uh, no more sleigh hose yeah. <laughs> They've got rid of the sleigh hose. Uh, yeah. Good to hear. Good, good for those ladies. You know they they've moved up. Uh, <laughs> uh, are you are you a big are you a big? Do you follow the Iditarod? <laughs> no, but I think I may may start to. Yeah, I lost twelve grand betting on the Iditarod <laughs> last year. <laughs> You're betting the Iditarod? <laughs> you got to, man. I thought I, I thought I had a sure thing. I thought I had a sure thing. Uh, one of the dogs got a, got a burr in his paw, and it, it cost me twelve grand. Twelve uh, grand, man. I, man, I had a tip. I had an inside tip. <laughs> you know, I used to work up there in Alaska. I had a guy did, who knew a dog, one, and I thought, guys I thought we the, had uh, this thing. One of the guys in the salmon cannon factory. Yeah, and uh, I should have known because those guys were always making fun of me. <laughs> I should have yeah, known. They never liked you in the first place, man. Yeah, I could have told you not to trust one of those guys. Uh, Thirty-seven across. Tony, the frosted flakes mascot, 
and the answer is a tiger. And uh, well, wait a minute. I'm sorry. Uh, what am I doing wrong here? A lot, I think. I don't. I'm yeah. not sure. Let me. I'll. I'll talk while you figure it out. Uh, I. I want to talk about uh, 46 across. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to talk anymore. Nobody wants to hear you. You did worse than I did. <laughs> Good. Um, it ended. Talking ended. Go. 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 <laughs> go for Greg. Uh, Tony, the Frosted Flakes mascot, uh, e.g., example, and of course the answer is Tiger. And, uh, you know, it just, it hit me during this puzzle. This is, I'm, I'm 51, I've got to be 52 at the end of the month, and uh, I never realized, like, you know how he goes, they're great, right? Yeah. I, I didn't realize, <laughs> grr, that's a sound that a tiger makes. Do you know when I realized that? When? Midway through your sentence. Uh, <laughs> as soon as you said there's something you didn't realize, I was like, what could... Oh, grr! Yeah, yeah grr. <laughs> yeah. I feel I, like maybe I, uh, I would have done better as a kid in a lot of stuff had I known that. I... I just assumed he loved him, you know? I mean, he yeah, does me love him, but I, it yeah. never occurred to me. I just thought he that's how he loves him so much, he's got to say great for four seconds. Yeah, he just likes to say it longer. Yeah. Um, that's that's what I, I do that. Uh, um, that's how you emphasize things. Like, uh, Greg is really annoying me on today's <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, 46 across gratuity. That's tip, of course. Brendan um, couldn't get the Sunday. <laughs> uh, gratuity. That's tip, of course. My favorite uh, tipping story. Uh, my buddy Greg Stone, uh, a great comedian. Um, he, before he was a comic, he worked in a hospital. He was a. Uh, he worked in the ER. Um, as sort of an assistant in New Jersey, and it was a largely Italian area. And he told me that uh, many of the Italians that would come in uh, just had a big problem with the fact that uh, uh, doctors uh, would not accept tips. Uh, he, he said there be, literally a guy would be in surgery and like his uncle would try and slip the nurse a 50 on her way in like I hey, take a, keep 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 it even huh? <laughs> yeah. hey uh to, to give him the good stuff in there you know what i mean uh like as if the doctor was looking up from the from the surgical uh incision going did, did anyone tip or not? Because I got to know before I uh, cut this aorta. Uh, hey, Doc, uh, keep it fair in there, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, it's a little something, you know, uh, yeah, 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 just yeah. between me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's great, so, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah Greg, Greg Stone, uh, very funny comedian. Uh, if, you, if you don't know about him, you should check him out. Uh, he's got a uh, podcast uh, with Anthony DeVito. Uh and some other idiot. Me. Uh, me. We have a podcast <laughs> on this same, very same network called The Rad Dudecast, which are free to check out if you, if you care for it. But, um, uh, yeah, I thought that was a funny story. Um, Nine down. Brendan, this is one of several Monday Clues of the Week. And, of course, Brendan, tell them what the Monday Clues of the Week are. 
The Monday clues of the week are the Mondayest of the Mondayest. They don't necessarily always fall on a Monday, but they are the simplest clues. They could basically be in the uh, back of a Delta in-flight magazine crossword puzzle. (laughs) What things do in quicksand? Brendan, they sink. That's what they do in quicksand. They sink. Things happen to sink in quicksand. They do. That is definitely a Monday. They don't do. They don't do calisthenics. Uh, no, in they don't. No, they don't. They don't float. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, let me ask you this, because I, ha- I was thinking about this clue. I don't know if you had this experience as a child. I think because of cartoons and maybe like comic books, I didn't read a ton of comic books, but I think mostly because of cartoons, I really believed quicksand was going to be a much bigger issue in my life than it's turned out to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, they, it, it, they, if you watched a lot of cartoons as a kid, you thought, well, I'm just going to, I'm going to run into this thing quite a bit in life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just a thing you got to deal with. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was yeah, walking that's, around that's with true, a man. stick poking the ground in front of me going, there's quicksand everywhere. I mean, Shaggy I've from Scooby-Doo. I've never seen it. I've never seen it, uh, it, you know, out of television. I've never seen it just walking around. No, I've been in like uh, some mud, you know, but it seemed to stop. You know, it didn't seem to just suck me down. Tubbs, yeah, dead. I, that uh, is that is an excellent uh, point. I th- and I and I thought I would in- encounter more anvils. Uh, I watched a lot of Roadrunner <laughs> yeah. when I was a kid. <laughs> I've never seen an anvil. Never. I saw one anvil. We went to a historical village in uh, in. Um, elementary school on a field trip that was the only anvil i've ever seen and greg it was in no danger of falling on anyone's head in fact it was so heavy i don't think that was even possible i'll tell you one thing brendan you ever put one of those anvils in quicksand right to the bottom (laughs) right to the bottom the other thing i found out i asked a doctor friend of mine this greg if someone drops an anvil off a cliff onto your head it turns out you don't just turn into an accordion and spring around for a little while. It actually just horrifically kills you. <laughs> so keep that in mind. You know, Thank that's you. important. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm glad you know that doctor friend of yours. That's great. Yeah. Uh, 59 down vows exchanged at the altars. Uh, vows exchanged at uh, sorry vows exchanged at the altar that is i do's and brendan uh i'm gonna put that in the bonefish grill most often used crossword words uh that is i do's they've been going to i do or i do's quite a bit lately quite a bit Firmly seconded, uh, and that is uh, that's kind of a newer one, I think, and they've been hitting it hard. They have been coming to that well quite a bit. And for those of you that don't know, the Bonefish Grill Crossword Word Hall of Fame is a Hall of Fame uh, curated by Greg and myself. Uh, we do not keep records of what words are in there or None. not in there. We're hoping a fan will start doing that at some point. Uh, these are just the most commonly used crossword 
crossword words according to uh, our general observations. Now, the most important thing that needs to be mentioned is we have no uh, official, legal, or any affiliation whatsoever with the Bonefish Grill. Uh, We just like to eat there, and we're hoping this could lead to something. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're hoping. So far it hadn't, but I mean, it's still early in the game. We're on episode, what, 19 or 20 or something? I mean, we're, uh, I, I, I sort of targeted right around episode 40 what we were going to get a full big-time sponsorship from Bonefish Grill, and then I thought around episode 80, we're going to actually get a franchise. You and I are going to get a restaurant, and, um, you know. Well, I, I hope so, because, I, Greg, I, I haven't told you this, but I've got an anvil with a rope tied to it, rigged up to the roof of my house, and I've made a pact with myself that uh, if we don't get a Bonefish Grill uh, sponsorship by episode 40, that thing's coming down on my head. Uh, and that was that was before I asked about the accordion thing. I, th- I thought I would do the accordion thing, but it turns out... Yeah, uh, there's now, a- it's, now it's serious. Yeah. Yeah, now you're not just going to be an accordion. You'll be dead. The thing, I hey, um, could you try to get that crossword puzzle that you're making done by then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That will be uh, uh, that will be my that will seal the deal with Bonefish. Hopefully, uh, now twenty seven across AOL alternative. This was uh, MSN uh, Microsoft Network. Uh, I remember Greg. This got me thinking about the origins of the internet and everything. I remember my very first encounter with the internet was in third grade. So this would have been 1990. This would have predated AOL, MSN, any of that. And the librarian gathered all the third graders together uh, in front of a computer and and said, uh, what would you like to say to another class of third graders? Uh, and, you know, we all kind of uh, had some input, and we decided we would say hello. And she typed in hello. And about seven to nine minutes later, uh, hello, hello popped back up on the screen, and she turned around like it was a magic trick and goes, that was from a third-grade classroom in Indiana. Uh, And I remember even as a third-grader going, well, this thing's never going to catch on. Uh, that, that, I mean, come on. That, was, that took nine minutes. We, we, we could have called them. This is, what, are, what are you trying to show us here, lady? I don't even know. There's no proof that was them. Uh, so uh, yeah, I was wrong. The Internet actually did catch on. Uh, I, I did not quite realize what uh, the potential was. Uh, she was, she was on to something, it turned out. Yeah, yeah. Um... The internet did catch on, and it's uh, well. I mean, for one, it does uh, it brings people this podcast, which is a good thing. But um, there's also YouTube commenters, so it, it it evens out a little bit. That that you know what? That's what I told her. I said this is going to go to a, down a bad road. I said right back, <laughs> your neck looks fat in that video. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Tuesday, man. All right, man. Tuesday, uh, July 28th. This was a Ross Trudeau. Greg, very interesting. Trudeau! Yeah, our main man, Trudeau. One of the mainstays. One of the mainstays. Um, 
Very interesting fact. My brother's in town this week, and my brother knows a lot of random trivia. He likes crosswords. He doesn't do them every day. He's super fast on, like, the Mondays and Tuesdays, really fast. But um, he also just has a lot of random trivia. And I was telling him how cool it was that uh, Rod from Michigan made that spreadsheet for us of of every crossword author. And I was telling him the top ones, and I was saying how Ross Trudeau goes up there uh so so much and he goes oh yeah you did you know that's jane Pauley's son really yeah so the news anchor uh jane Pauley is, is ross trudeau's mother then i look it up his father is gary trudeau the um the guy who created doonesbury the kind con- yeah brilliant guy my my mom was a, a huge fan of doonesbury and a, and a huge fan of the New York Times crossword puzzle, actually. Yeah, so that was pretty interesting, I thought. Uh, Fascinating. Two, two hey, prolific know, parents. <clears throat> do you think by, excuse me, do you think bringing that up um, bothers Trudeau? Because, I mean, the guy's, a, uh, you know, in his own right, he's a, uh, one of the top cruciverbalists in the, in the country, maybe in the world, probably in the world. And, uh, you know, he's, he's made a name for himself. Um, and now you're, you know, you're bringing up Jane Pauley and uh, and Gary Trudeau. Do you think he's uh, would rather people didn't know that? Probably, yeah. I think it's I think it's a bit of trivia that our listeners will enjoy. But he sure. probably wants to walk his own path. And I want to make it clear. I think I, I should speak directly to Mr. Trudeau uh, right now and say I brought that up because I think it's interesting to our listeners. But I want you to know that your work. Uh, in my life, has made uh, just as much of an impact as Doonesbury or, or, or Jane Pauley, both wonderful, uh, wonderful creations uh, uh, and wonderful uh, uh, broadcaster. But uh, your work, Mr. Trudeau, has, has, has benefited me just as much, and you have walked your I'd own say path more and you have made me. your own way. Definitely more for me. More. Yeah. I mean, I, did, I do remember watching a lot of Jane... <clears throat> Jane Pauley when I was younger I mean that I mean that was she was uh, one of the national newscasters I believe and uh, th- there wasn't cable for a period of time and so so you saw her quite a bit and I did I didn't read a ton of Doonesbury um, I was probably a little young for it but you know I've done a lot of uh, Ross Trudeau's uh, puzzles and uh, and they're good and, and this one I want this is good good time to talk about the theme this was I thought a, a very very cool theme Brendan it was. It was. Uh, uh, it was called Web of Lies, and essentially there was a bunch of uh, shaded areas that created sort of what looked like a web uh, of across and down. And within those shaded areas were synonyms for lies. Essentially, you had fable, falsehood, libel, fiction, uh, etc. Um, so uh, he. It was. This, he, he created a, a physical web of lies with words, which I thought was uh, was pretty neat. Actually, uh, a great great um, theme for Tuesday. Eleven down, uh, Brendan. We have another Monday clue of the week. <laughs> Eleven down. Kit blank, and then they give you a little hint. It's a bar. Brendan, that is a Kit Kat bar, uh, not uh, not a kitten caboodle bar, uh, <laughs> not, not a, a kitten, kitten bar, t- not a kitten bar. Yeah, that is a Kit Kat bar. 
Definitely seconded. And let me ask you a question. What do you think happens there? Do you think Trudeau turns in the puzzle with uh, Kit Blank and short steps in and and says, nah, we got to put parentheses. Got to give them a little more here. Got to give them a little more. They're not going to get that. <laughs> Yeah, because I can't imagine your first thought would be, I've got to let them know I mean the bar rather than uh, (laughs) any other kit blank three letters. Yeah. now, usually, I, I believe when they want it, they when they get a K A T in there, they the, the the clue is crazy with a K blank. Right, right. The, yes, the, they, the there's a, there's character. really only two options for K A T: crazy cat yeah. and Kit Kat. Yeah. Uh, there's probably some uh, famous uh, woman with the first name Cat, right? Oh yes, Cat Dennings. You could do a yeah, Cat Dennings. Cat. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. You're right. Um, 51 across fish with long jaws. That's a gar and, uh, mm-hmm. a, a gar. I don't know if you've ever seen a gar. It, it's kind of like a, it resembles a bit like a pike, but, uh, kind of more ferocious looking. Um, it's, it's I've seen them in aquariums. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty gnarly looking fish. They're, they, they look dangerous and there's a very large variety called an alligator gar, which if you, uh, if you're listening, Google a picture of them. They're they're pretty frightening, actually. They're uh, and the the government went on this big kick. I think uh, in the in the fifties and sixties, uh, thinking that alligator gar were responsible for attacks on humans and were an invasive species, and uh, they basically were just encouraging people to kill them, and uh, and then this guy did a study on it. And was basically found out. No, they're they eat fish. They're they've been here the whole time, and they just eat fish. You're just you're just afraid because they're dangerous looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now you've almost killed all the gar. And so they had to backpedal real fast and be like, nobody kill an alligator gar. There's only about seven left. Uh, leave the alligator gar alone. Uh, it turns out we were wrong. We judge them by their looks. Uh, they're fine. Even in the animal kingdom, the ugly just do not get a break. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, the, they just don't. I mean, well, every now and then in Hollywood, you know, you, you need uh, sort of a severe looking uh, uh, human being. And, and there's there's roles for, for that type. But, uh, yeah. It's, that, uh, yeah, that guy that got the nail in his head in uh, Billy Madison or excuse me, in Happy Gilmore. Oh yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I know who you're talking about that. Guy. He really made a living. I think he played. I think he was the um, the guy with the metal teeth in James in, uh, Bond. James Bond. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. And I, I it, probably not a uh, a bad looking guy. Just a severe looking guy, actually. No, he he was. I, I'm gonna, and I think he he died somewhat recently. And I I, I don't want to. Um, I think he was a fantastic actor and really a great character, but uh, he was a bad-looking guy, Greg. Uh, I think it's safe to say he a bad, bad-looking guy. To each his own, Brendan. To each his own. <laughs> Twenty-two across, muscle man of the A team. Muscle man of the A team. Who's that, Brendan? That's got to be Mister T. Shut up, fool! <laughs> no, it's Mister T. Shut up, fool! No, Greg. I don't want it. It's definitely Mister T. Shut up, fool!
<laughs> it's really the only impression that I have of uh, Mr. T. I really don't, I don't know a whole lot else what he says. Face, I like your place. Mr. T was a, I would say, the, and this is somewhat common these days among, you see it uh, in athletes and, and fighters, but Mr. T was the, kind of the originator of the short mohawk. Uh, you know, yeah. you had the long punk spiked mohawk, which was traditionally the mohawk, and Mr. T was was I think the first guy with the with the short mohawk. Uh, no, I believe he was right around the I don't know that I there were several before him. Uh, directly before him was Mr. S and Mr. R. Uh, <laughs> Shut up, fool. <laughs> That was a god awful joke. I apologize to all of the listeners for that. I I loved it. That's probably <laughs> the best uh, the best evidence that it was awful. Uh, Forty four across bubblegum in nineteen oh six, for example. That was the invention. Um. So, do, was this the invention of gum, Greg? No, or? it was the invention of bubblegum. There was there was gum. Yeah, gum came a long time before that. And then in, in 1906, there was like, we can make this pink stuff that you can blow bubbles. But do you think people were blowing bubbles with the regular gum before no. that? Nobody even thought to do it before this thing, man. So this was I mean, a I, yeah, learning one, curve. One person, yeah, one person probably tried with some, you know, you ever tried to blow bubbles with uh, like double mint? It's impossible. You get a tiny bubble and it's pathetic. Yeah, that's true. Um, Juice, juicy fruit? Juicy fruit makes a terrible bubble. So do you good, think this came out and they had to sort of be like, you know, hey, guys, uh, you know, you, you can chew it like regular gum, but you got to be you got to be blowing bubbles. It's, it's in the name. You got to blow the bubbles with this gum. And the people didn't know how or what was what was going on there. There was a, uh, the uh, the. Bubblegum company, the people they put on a, a series of clinics across mm. the country where yeah. you could you could stop in and uh, for free, and uh, they, it was a demonstration. <laughs> they gave you some gum, and uh, you know, sort of you had you had to teach people how to use the product before you could really sell the product on mass. You know, so. yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All and right, and actually, it was uh, from what I understand, a lot of a lot of actors back in that time. That's how they sort of supplemented their income was uh, to teach uh, uh, people how to blow bubbles. In the <laughs> it was just, uh, well, I don't know who, I, I was going to give this an is, example. Uh, this is a, a web of lies is what this is. Yeah, I was going to give an example and then I realized, uh, yeah, my my roster of actors that I know from 1906 is uh, pretty limited. Um, it's, uh, I think Sean Connery down, was big. And we got to move to yeah. Wednesday. Real quick, 42 down, put away for safekeeping. That's Stowe. And, Greg, to me, I don't know how you feel about this. This might annoy you, but to me, one of life's great pleasures is when I'm in my seat on an airplane, my stuff is stowed, and there's just that guy trying to put something in an overhead bin that clearly does not fit in the overhead bin. And yeah, I, yeah. I can't get enough of that. He won't give up. He thinks no. it's going to fit. Yeah. Yeah, it just uh, takes a running start at it, turns it around several times, <laughs> gets yeah. out a hammer. Yeah. 
Uh, um, all right, let's check out Wednesday. Yeah, we're behind, buddy. We are okay, behind. Okay, let's, let's, let's move, baby. Uh, Wednesday, this was Amanda Chung and Carl Nee. Uh, the theme was strong password. Uh, is so something that required a letter, a number, and a special character. So you had three answers that had a letter, number, special character. 2% milk, iPhone 7 Plus, one Michelin star. Uh Pretty pretty good little Wednesday theme, I thought. Uh, interesting theme. They did a good job with it. Um, 39 across, Greg. Highly sought at, This was part of the theme. Highly sought after restaurant rating. One Michelin star. Now, I always tell people, I always say, if you feel unqualified to do something, just remember, remind yourself, the top restaurants in the world are determined by a tire company uh, <laughs> yeah that is true huh yeah that's absolutely true michelin is de- telling us who the very finest dining establishments are uh, and they make tires uh for cars so uh anyone can do anything that's uh you know that um like uh, the like the, the how they rate wines yes yeah, that's a. Uh, if you get one liquid plumber star, you're one of the best wines. <laughs> that's just that's a that's Roto Rooter guys are in on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good, man. Um, I would like to do this, and I don't know if it's within my um, jurisdiction. Can I nominate a Bonefish Grill top crossword word? Sure. Sure. 15 across, certain craft beer for short, IPA. I concur. Absolutely, man. Yes. They have been going to this a lot, a lot, man. Heavy. Nice one, Brendan. Yeah, they've been used, they use IPAs all the time. And what's that, India Pale Ale? Is that what that stands for? India Pale Ale, yeah. Yeah. Uh, neither one of us drink, uh, so... I uh, really can't comment a whole lot on it. No. I don't think I, they weren't much of a thing. I don't think. Yeah, yeah I, I, they were when I was drinking, but I never really got into them. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the type of beer I liked uh, when I was drinking was 30. <laughs> <laughs> what, sir? <laughs> yeah, 30 of whatever you have 30 of is what I'll be taking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to the well once again uh, with the Bonefish Hall of Fame uh, word. 21 down, something waved at the Olympics. That's an epi, and they just love that word. They Cruciverbalists, it's their favorite word. I'm going to put it above Oreo. Yeah, that was, and that, and I do believe that's already a member of the Hall of Fame, and there's no reason not to put it back in there because they've been slamming it these these last few weeks. Uh, we uh, see it again, I believe. We see it again on the Saturday or Sunday puzzle. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just as a crossword maker myself, uh, I do know <laughs> it's just a useful word because it's got three. You e's. officially have been a crossword maker for uh, let's see. 39 minutes you've been a crossword maker. So, and <laughs> well, it's got three E's, so it's You it's remind just, it, me it, of invaluable. the open micer comedian who's like, yeah, you know, when I'm on the road, you started two days ago. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> now, this is a new segment uh, that I'm introducing. Uh, we want to okay. start. We want to start honoring these guys who make crossword puzzles for us uh, because uh, we enjoy them so much, and I think they deserve some credit. So uh, this week, Amanda Chung and Carl Nee, uh, they win uh, the one down clue of the week. What are you... Are you making scrambled eggs? No, I, uh... I, what are you uh, doing? Well, Greg... <coughs> That's no I, way to honor Amanda Chung and Carl Nee. What, do you, what, do you, what was that? Can I tell you what happened? So, I... I, I can tell you what happened. I told you this would be a great new segment, and I want you to do it, and you get your own noisemaker. And what do you come up with? Making scrambled eggs. I'm not making scrambled eggs. I'm rubbing to the opening ends of two coffee cups together. But yeah, I, that's it. You can't. I, I no household items. I said actually go out and purchase something. I have a horn. I have a bell, and I've got another one too that I'm going to use. I'm not even gonna do it right now. But here's what happened, man. I and I I went to Walmart specifically to get uh, a a, a noisemaker to honor these people, and I was in the children's toys aisle for 39 minutes pressing every button and shaking everything that made noise, and there was nothing good enough. There was nothing good enough, so I've got to order something something off the internet. Greg, I put the time in. There's, I guarantee something was better than making scrambled eggs. That, that, that's, uh, that was terrible. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, just because I, I, I want to honor Amanda and Carl, I'm going to use my new uh, noisemaker. Uh, go ahead and announce it. Uh, this is the one down clue of the week. Man, I'm... I mean, that's not that much better. It's way better. It's not that much. It's it, it's better. It's better. I'll give. I'll I'll see that it's better, but it's not I, that I, much I, better. I, I, actually, it's an instrument that I'm not probably. I'm probably not playing the right way, so I, I can make it better. I think, but it's it, it's better than making scrambled eggs. All right. Well, I will be getting a good instrument or noisemaker for the, for the Clue of the Week. But the Clue of the Week is a segment where we wanted to take what we thought was a very uh, elegant or, or clever clue. And 46 across, things often found near clover leaves, and that's motels. And I thought that was so a great good. misdirect. Such. You had to know that a clover leaf was what a highway intercha- many highway interchanges look like. I thought it was just clean. Clever, had a trick in it, but not a trick that was unfair. Beautiful clue, I thought. Beautiful clue. I thought so, too. And, and as two, uh, two road comics, um, you know, we've stayed in a lot of motels uh, on uh, uh, nearby clo- uh, clover leaves. Absolutely. So, uh, I, yeah, I, th- I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was a really, really good clue. I thought it was a, a horrible sound effect. You want to know the worst part? What's that? I, I, I practiced. You, pra- you practiced that? Yeah, I practiced, practiced for, I tried it a bunch of different eggs? ways. I, I was, I, I was using different mugs. It was, I, I spent an hour practicing that noise. Uh, 
Let's move to Thursday, man. I, uh, I, I apologize to Amanda and Car- uh, Carl. I, I, uh, it was a fantastic clue, and I would have liked to have honored you guys uh, with, a, with a really nice sound effect. I still think mine's pretty good. Yours is better. It's not great. It's like a cheat. It's like a crummy gong. It is a crummy gong. It's a, it's oh, a sixteen dollar well, gong. That, that, that never mind. It's pretty good. Uh, Thursday, uh, and we got to rip through this because we really should get. We got to get to the ones where you triumphed big time. But Thursday was a a Joel Fagliano. So he's moving up hey, from the minis. He's, this is his third puzzle. Uh, thanks to our friend Rod Michigan's spreadsheet. This is his third puzzle. Now, of course, he's he's done. Uh, thousands of puzzles but they're the minis but he's stepping up um and and he he put together kind of a cool puzzle i felt a very very easy thursday but uh, a cool puzzle cool construction um too easy for a thursday i finished this faster than uh wednesday uh uh wednesday and tuesday um definitely you didn't uh, finish it faster than sunday because in line with my monday time but uh basically every single across clue comprised two answers um so for example one across was with five across fiance and one across and five across were wife to be so every across clue was two answers, which I imagine was hard to construct, but unfortunately they were all really pretty easy. Um, but, you know, still a, a cool idea, uh, a cool execution. Got to give a shout-out to uh, uh, one of our listeners, uh, and I apologize because it's a pretty uh, tough name here, Cruz Adista Pasatempos. Um, <coughs> he, he, uh, he or she, I, I, I assume he, I don't know. Uh, they uh, they send me some notes on Facebook quite a bit uh, on the uh, the Facebook page for uh, for one down and and uh, they they are extremely uh, uh, competent crossword uh, solver uh, but uh, they said um, what a work of art this Thursday not that hard but brilliant so I I, I concur yeah it's it's, it's I, I think uh, that's right I think that's right it, it's it not that hard it's a very simple. But I imagine was very difficult to construct, and that's the kind of thing I know as a guy who makes crossword puzzles. Is uh, you got to take that into account. This is these are difficult thing things to pull off, and you uh, you, 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 you 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 haven't made one yet. You haven't made one yet. It's a brotherhood, really, uh, amongst us. <laughs> where only only we can kind of understand the 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 beauty in something like this. Uh, but seven down, Greg, uh, hundred dollar bills in slang. Bends. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a thing, man. Nope, uh, that is nobody. Nope, not a thing. Uh, I, ra- my rappers movie called them the Benjamins end. for a time. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that uh, movie all about the Benz. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Benz is what you get when you scuba dive for too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I um. Oh, where was I going? Oh, t- 10 down, items set up in agility drills. Those are cones. Brendan, your dad was uh, an accomplished soccer coach. Did he use cones? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We used the cones. And, you know, uh, the worst was when we used the cones for, like, the shuttle runs, you know, because the cones, just setting them up as goals or as uh, to dribble in and out of, that's fine. But when you said it, when you saw him setting them up, 
in kind of a, a pattern from the uh, from the touchline, you knew you were going to be doing sprints back and forth to cones, and that was brutal. We used to do shuttle runs on the wrestling team in college. Our coach would take us out to the airport and uh, he'd get one of those shuttle drivers to <laughs> drive behind us, and he said, if, if you don't run fast enough, he's going to hit you and kill you. <laughs> <laughs> that uh he must have had to deal with the union you know it's tough to get in there onto the uh this was pre-9-11 i guess so they let you on the tarmac but uh cones greg remarkable objects really the strong <laughs> the greatest strength to size ratio of any object because you can a, a tiny flimsy little piece of orange plastic can stop a semi-truck and that that's pretty yeah, amazing. You do, that you th- is true. You throw a cone in the middle of the road. doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to work for anyone. You just put one cone down, and everyone goes, ah, can't go down that road. Cone. So you see the cone? No, can't pass that. Yeah, Cannot that, go past true, that. Man. Yeah, people respect cones. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know this is crazy, but, oh, wait a minute. I got to talk about this one. 20, 29 down. Holder of toothbrush, toothpaste, comb, etc. The answer is toilet bag. No, no, no. It's it's called a toiletry bag or a, a, a shaving kit or a dop kit. It's not a toilet bag. That sounds disgusting. No one has ever called it a toilet bag. And if you, someone did, you would be suspect of them. Yes. Yeah, I get I got my toilet bag. <laughs> <laughs> it would be like it's like uh when a guy like describes an encounter with a woman and you're like oh, he's never been with a woman before. Yeah. yeah that like if like if someone says toilet bag, you got to see if you can peel their skin off cuz they might be an alien. Just yeah. try, just yeah. try uh, that as a Sort of grasp on our language, but not really. Uh, That's a really good tip, Brendan. That's a great tip. <laughs> you want to repeat that? You want to repeat that? If someone says toilet bag, try and peel their skin off. Uh, let's hit Friday. Yeah. Uh, and I should asterisk nobody try and peel anyone's skin off. Uh, <laughs> this was a Claire Rinkus and Eric Agard. Agard. Um, I don't think he usually works with other people. No, he's mostly a solo artist. This is interesting. This is very interesting. I liked this puzzle. No theme. Uh, it was hard. It was a hard puzzle. Uh, I got beat on uh, 31. I didn't get beat, but I almost got beat on 31 across. Like some monogrammed towels. The answer was his and his. And I, I guess I'm in... Uh, ignorant person. Um, it's because, you know, I kept trying to shove in his and her because that's, you know, uh, you know, the larger society sees a couple as, and I'm, they got me. I think that's exactly what they were trying to do is get me on that. And uh, they tricked me and probably taught me a lesson about uh, myself. But uh, I finally I don't got know. it. I did get it. I don't know. Here's the thing, Greg. Here's the thing. I don't think... I thought this was a bit of like just them kind of trying to show how progressive they are because I don't think – I mean I know plenty of gay couples 
And I don't think his and his towels are a thing, like a phrase. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I've never heard that. I've never heard. No, they, they're probably, but I mean, I, there are probably some gay couples that have, uh, both men have monogram towels, but they don't say uh, his uh, on them. Because there are like some towels where it actually says his and hers, right? Right, and it's also a known phrase. Like his and his doesn't help you because you don't know which his is his. They're both his. Yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Well, but if they're monogrammed, right. it would be, you right. know. Right, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Anyways, it, t- I don't, I, it I don't took me an hour should, 40. I, I don't think this reflects poorly on you at all. I think this was a bit of kind of... Uh, shoving their progressiveness, trying too hard to show us their progressiveness, because I don't think that's really a a phrase, but, uh, I would say, I would say half that I agree with you half half that, but also, um, a bit of, uh, you know, just normal crossword trickery. Sure. Sure. True. Um, one down diplomatic gift from China and we got to We got to move because we are, we are yeah, behind, we uh, you know, me and you, we get to talking and we're just, we're having a blast, but, uh, yeah, well, you learn stuff about skin and aliens. And- <laughs> <laughs> one down diplomatic gift from China. That's Panda. That's the problem, Greg. These guys, they control the Panda supply. Okay. They're the most, everyone knows they're the cutest bears. Uh, well, koalas close, uh, but there's a lot of koalas. Not the, a bear, the, Brendan. It's a marsupial. Oh, okay. Well, well, it's called a koala bear, but yeah. So that's it's is a misnomer. But so then, he definitely pandas are the are the uh, cutest bear. China controls them. There's only about 17 of them, you know, and they're leasing them out. They're, they this diplomatic gift is not true. They're lending them, and they're holding it over everyone's head. You want a panda yeah. in the San Diego Zoo? We're gonna need some sort of, uh, you know, you're gonna need to grease us a little bit. Uh, you want you gotta yeah. get your hands on these pandas. That's how every trade deal with China has worked out. We send them back uh, when I believe uh, in order to get a panda. Usually, we send them back uh, some alligator garfish. Uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which has, uh, which is uh, not uh, cuteness wise a very uneven trade. Yeah, very it is. uneven it is. trade. It is. Uh, Thirty-three across, nineteen eighties, nineties series set in California. Brendan, that is L.A. law, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know your dad's a lawyer, but everything I know about the legal system, I learned from L.A. law. Uh, and, and I can tell you just a couple of things. If, if, if you work in a law firm, um, there's a lot of fooling around, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of, a lot of fooling around uh, between uh, coworkers, even sometimes with the clients, which you're not supposed to do, but oh, that boy. happens. I'll tell you another thing, Brendan. A lot of extremely attractive people that work in law firms. Yeah, I mean, I guess L.A. law was a little bit before my time, uh, but uh, that sounds about right. Uh, And so uh, you're, uh, you know, hopefully you never are involved in a legal battle because you're just going to be expecting. you know, tomfoolery with your with your <laughs> representation and uh, all sorts I, I, of drama. I want to be, be in a legal battle. I, yeah, <laughs> I want to I I be around some of these hot people. Yeah, uh, we got to yeah, move to Saturday, man. We will move on, but my my uh, my my nope. 
gotta move. My entire uh, legal knowledge is based on my dad being a lawyer. So my knowledge of the legal system is that, uh, uh, you know, when, when a lot of times when lawyers come home, they yell at you. <laughs> Every time. Uh, they come home and they yell at you. That's very. That's the law system. Anyway, Saturday uh, was an Adam Aronson and Paolo Pasco. Uh, I know we've worked with Paolo before. Yeah, definitely. I think we had Aronson once. The problem is, and I'll get this sorted out. I, I want to have uh, Rod's spreadsheet pulled up while we're doing this, and I don't currently. But uh, no theme, but kind of a cool little semi-theme where they had uh, in the upper left, they had Mike Krzyzewski, the Duke coach, which, uh, as you know, is is spelled with a K and an R and a Z and a Y and another Z. It's all over the place. And then in the lower right, they had another word uh, spelled with similar letters, uh, similar length, and that's uh, Kyrgyz, Kyrgyzstan, Kyrgyzstan. I looked it up how it's pronounced, Kyrgyzstan. So they did kind of cap the puzzle uh, in the upper left and lower right with two very similar, hard-to-pronounce K words with, uh, with, with Zs in them. So that was cool. I thought that was uh, really cool. I thought that was really cool. Um, I'd like to nominate uh, a clue for our uh, clever clue of the week. Um, and I know that you're the uh, sort of the custodian of this uh, of this clue, uh, but uh, I, I think 58 across certain red or in another context something associated with the color yellow. The answer is cab, as in uh, short for cabernet or uh, or a, a, a yellow taxi cab. Uh, what do you think, Brendan? I think, are you able to hit the gong for a shorter period of time? No, turns out. Okay, well, because I like to give these guys, I'd like to give Adam and Paolo the runner-up for the clue of the week because I did consider this clue. I do think it's a great clue. I think it's a little bit easier than uh, uh, Carl and Amanda's clue. Uh, I, I think it doesn't quite reach the level of elegance but i think they're right there on the podium and they're they they do receive a clue of the week but you know if we if we did give out medals which we don't theirs would be a silver um yeah and, and if we gave out medals for the crossword puzzle like you know completing the crossword i would get a gold and you would get a silver this week yep yep this uh don't think that i will forget your behavior this week greg <laughs> Uh, when I finish every week and you don't, don't think I don't this think will you'll, go. Uh, I don't think you're going to forget unnoticed. my behavior. I, a lot of people think you're going to forget how to solve a crossword puzzle. Stop yeah. that! You know I'm yip prone, man. Yip. You know I'm yip, yip prone. Yip 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 yip. yip. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about <clears throat> the one that you killed, man. Let's get into it because you killed it. And uh, first of all, it, it was, it was uh, uh, David, David Levinson Wilk did the Sunday. Uh, great. Never heard of him. Go ahead. I never heard of him. I don't think we've, I don't think we've worked with him. Um, I love him now. He's, my, he's, he's the man. He, he put together a fantastic puzzle. Uh, it was a, the theme was great. The title of the puzzle was Puzzlin'. No G on the end. Uh, basically, they took common phrases uh, where if you removed the G 
from the end of, of, of one word, making it sort of a slang with just an N, and put that G at the beginning of the next, it made a different phrase. So they took standing room only and made it into standing groom only. And they had kind of clever clues to get you to those. And they did that with five clues. And uh, man, I thought that was, I thought the theme was fantastic. Fantastic. Really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, really, really, really cool. Um, I, th- I thought that, uh, now, I mean, I'm a little bit biased because this is the puzzle that, that turned me into a legend and turned you into a failure, but, uh, but I, uh, I, I thought it was a really cool puzzle. I mean, fa- failure, Greg, when you go six or seven, I say good work. I know, but I'm not as gifted as you are. Okay, there we go. That's the sound clip. Somebody cut that out and frame it. <laughs> I, you know where I busted out, man? And this is, this is an example of being so sure you're right and just refusing, even though, even though you know you're wrong in that area, refusing to accept other options. 37 down, sure winners. I just, my entire life, Greg, I just thought that phrase was shoe-ins, as in S-H-O-E-I-N-S, and I refused, even though it screwed me up, and I knew row didn't make sense uh, with an E at the front, I, I, I just refused, my brain just said that part is definitely correct there's no question about that that's just how it is and it turns out it's s-h-o-o ins and i had no idea well i mean they like to use the word or a lot in crossword puzzles i know and i should have got it because or was what was across from where i had an e and the the clue was row and so i should have got it but i it was so it was uh, I think they call it cognitive dissonance. When you're sh- so sure that something's right, you refuse to even consider alternate options. And I was so sure that was right. I was like, well, there must be some crazy answer for row. There must be some some weird answer for row. Instead like a of fight, ju- like a row. Yeah, yeah. A row. Yeah. 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 It was eleven it, down. It was dumb of me. Eleven down. What's the frequency Kenneth band? That's REM. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Brendan, you know my buddy Troy Strawhecker in Des Moines, Iowa, right? Yeah. I, Troy, I met Troy several times, and he's been just nothing but a gem to me. Super Great nice guy. guy. Uh, so, uh, yeah, really, really funny guy, talented guy, great guy, awesome family. And I've known Troy for, uh, oh, probably 30 years. And uh, um, Troy told me, uh, this is going about probably about 15 years ago. Troy told me that uh, what what's the frequency, Kenneth? That came from he said uh, during the Iraq War. Um, I think it might have been the first Gulf War. Uh, Tom Brokaw was reporting and he was trying to uh, I, I communicate with uh, the, you know somebody on the other side uh, in in the in NBC News, and he kept saying. Kenneth, what's the frequency? Kenneth, what's the frequency? What's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency? And then REM made a, a, a really cool a song out of it. Um, and, and I went around. Uh, it was a good story, right? Isn't that a good story? It's a great story. Yeah, so I went and I told people that story uh, for, oh, about, about 14 years. And then some, uh, some, for some reason I looked it up and uh, 
That's not at all where that came from. That's not even close to where that came from. Where it came from, <laughs> yeah, where it came from is uh, there was a, um, a schizophrenic, a paranoid schizophrenic guy that thought that CBS was tapping into his brain, and he saw Dan Rather on the street one day in New York and attacked him and beat him up and kept saying, "What's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency? What's the frequency, Kenneth? What's the frequency?" <laughs> And, and, and they didn't catch this guy until years later. He, uh, I think he shot somebody from CBS. Oh, jeez. And, uh, and, yeah, and, and uh, you know, the guy was sick, and he, and he also sort of brought up that he had... I don't know if he told them... They found out he was also the guy that had uh, attacked uh, Dan Rather. Um, but I went around and told people, and I told it with an air of arrogance that I knew something that they didn't know. I told them that it was, I told them the Tom Brokaw story. Uh, and, and, t- and Troy uh, uh, told me he heard it from somebody else. So- well, and you have to also take into account, because that's an interesting fact, and that's a fun fact to tell people, that over 14 fun. years... I don't think it's fun, really. The, the spread of, 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 of that... Just from you telling people and them telling I know, telling and it's not people. my fault. It's Troy and this guy that told Troy. Troy didn't even know who told him. But, uh, yeah, Troy misguided a lot, a lot of people. Yeah, there is uh, half the country now has the wrong story on what's the frequency, Kenneth. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I Do think. You- I, I'm not sure who told Troy. I think it was one of the, one of the guys from REM. I'm not sure. Dan Rather, always uh, very calm and collected under fire. Do you think as he was getting, uh, as he was getting pummeled, uh, he, he just said, my name is Dan, sir, and I don't know the frequency. <laughs> I am not uh, Kenneth, gentlemen. Uh, that was... Uh terrible Dan Rather impression. I don't know how to do a Dan Rather. I was just trying to do a newscaster voice, frankly. Well, give me a Dan Rather. I, I, I didn't claim to know how to do Dan Rather. I don't know how to do Dan Rather either. We don't know how to do Dan Rather on this. Now, I had I did have one quibble. I'll tell you what I can do. I'll tell you what I can do. What can you do? Shut up, fool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can do a Michael Caine. Not, not no, really. you can't. You've, you've, you've You've done that before on this podcast. It's not Why do we fall down, Master White? To get up again. Yeah, that sounded like C-3PO. Why do we fall down, <laughs> Master White? Stay yeah, down. Yeah, I can't do anything. And I do have one quibble here, Greg. 80 yeah. down. Soft and wet. The answer is squishy. And actually, that was the key to getting... Uh, Completely that- the key. Yes, well, it, I mean, to me, getting the puzzle, to you, it was the key to you not getting the puzzle. Well, it was the key to me getting that bottom left corner, which was difficult. Um, Very difficult. But I would argue, and tell me what you think, uh, squishy does not necessarily imply wet. Mm. I No, I think it's a good clue. Really? Because I think there are plenty of squishy things that aren't wet. You know, like a like a children's uh, those those uh, balls that are very soft and they kind of you can squish them in. That's squishy. That's not yeah. wet. All right, 
All right, I, I see where you're at here. Yeah. Still, I'm not playing it under an asterisk. I got squishy, so I can't complain. No, I but. see what you're doing here. You're you're, you're trying to uh, plant a seed of doubt, and you know you 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 feel ashamed that you didn't get this puzzle. And I you don't feel, feel like, you ashamed, know, and, and you're looking for a reason for why you didn't, and you're trying uh, to blame a guy that put together a beautiful puzzle. I mean, David Levinson Wilk did a nice job here, and you're you're trying to. You know, plant a seed of doubt. And, and, I told you the reason I didn't get it already. I'm not, it had nothing to do with squishy. I got squishy. Yeah, you said the reason and then you started making excuses. I mean, I'm making no, oh, man, this is, this will go down. I am making notes on this. I am remembering this. You will pay. Two you things will- that I know that you don't do well make notes and remember. <sighs> All right. Well, you are the superior crossword guy for the week, so take us out, Greg. Go ahead. Let me see how oh, good thought, you are. Oh, I got to take us out too. Yeah. Uh, this ahead. has uh, been uh, one down the comedy crossword podcast. We really appreciate you listening, uh, especially to this episode. It's a very special episode. It's not special. Uh, it's extremely special. Uh, it's a normal episode. It's. T- it's a, it's an epi- it is a normal episode. It's one of those episodes where I beat Brendan, and it's just a thing Abnormal that's Abnormal in that aspect. <laughs> uh, if you could, uh, if you could, and, and, and uh, you know, th- this actually really helps out. Uh, we're, we're, I think we're gaining momentum on it. I can feel it. We're gaining a lot of momentum on this podcast. If you could take a second and just review and rate us on iTunes, it really helps. But uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, for listening, we, we really have enjoyed uh, uh, talking to you. This especially enjoyed this week. I mean, it was it, it, it's a it's a marquee uh, week. It's a marquee God. episode, and we we've taken a lot of joy in it. And uh, this has been one down. One down is hosted by Greg Warren and Brendan Ayer, produced and edited by John Baldwin. Our theme song is written and performed by Henry Phillips. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. One down the comedy crossword podcast.